Hello everybody and welcome back to our next episode of the Intro to ST3 podcasts. Today we're going to talk about life as an ST3 and so I'm joined by three of the current trainees who are with me at the moment. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Heather Dixon. I'm one of the current ST3s. Um, I started this year doing my four-month placement at the Royal Manchester Children's A&E and I'm now here in Preston for eight months. Hi, I'm Scarlett. I'm one of the SG3s at Royal Preston. I unfortunately didn't get to rotate to the Royal Manchester Children's Hospital because of COVID, so I've remained at Preston for the whole time. I'm Francis. I'm a less than full-time trainee. I'm 60%. So I actually started last June at Royal Preston, and like Scarlett, my children's placement was cancelled, but I'll be going there in August, so I'll maybe see some of you there. Okay, so should we start off with you guys telling me what you were most worried about when you started ST3 if you can remember back that far I think for me I was most worried about answering juniors questions having not worked in A&E for over a year coming back and then being expected to know A&E things myself and then having to be able to answer juniors questions and be competent at it so that was probably my biggest fear okay I think that was a big thing for me as well going back to A&E so being part-time and having had some maternity leave I had been in A&E for three years so it was quite a gap for me. It was very much before return to work courses that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think my biggest fear was going to the children's hospital because A having not seen many paediatric patients for quite a while prior to that and B that step up of running the department also having people come to you asking you questions um, that felt very daunting. Okay, so how do you feel about that now? So, I think after the four months there, I feel a lot more confident in seeing children. It tends to be a lot of the same kind of presentation, so you get very comfortable with the regular stuff. You also get some good exposure to the sick children, and there's usually a good amount of support with those, so I feel a bit happier about that now. Okay. Scarlett, how about people asking you for advice? Yeah, I think more settled with it now definitely when I started and I think that's because you you have your own way of dealing with it I would always recommend going to go see your own the patients that you're giving advice on especially at the beginning um, and especially if you don't know sort of how good your juniors are yet you get an awful lot from that end of the bedogram glance really don't you <laughs> yes yeah end of the bedogram and then just going over the history just to make sure it's accurate Yes. Francis, you probably had the longest time out between mm-hmm. doing your original ACCS emergency medicine placements and then coming back in as an ST3. How quickly did it take you to settle back in? Probably a couple of days. It's like most things you find, you're really worried about them and it takes no time to find your feet again. I'm not saying I was perfect after a couple of days, but I'm saying I felt comfortable enough <laughs> I don't to have like some <laughs> clue of what I was doing and to know when I didn't and that I had to get help. I don't feel like I'm perfect after several years of being in training and then after training as well. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's fair to say none of us are striving for perfection, otherwise we'll all probably be severely disappointed. But it's good to know that you settle back in, back in nice and quickly. Okay. Um, what's been your highlight of the year? For me, trauma has been my highlight. So I didn't see very much of it before and now we're in a major trauma centre and I've seen a lot and I've been allowed to go as far as it with it as I am comfortable, I think, but with a lot of backup there, and there's a, a large range of stuff I'm seeing, and I think that's been my highlight. 
Heather, you're nodding enthusiastically. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I'd agree with that. Um, I've been at Preston for my ST1 rotation, so I knew a little bit of what to expect mm-hmm. here. The team are really supportive, and it's something different that you don't get to see in all EDs, so it's quite interesting. Um, they're often some of the sicker patients. Scarlett? Yeah, I think it's the amount of resource time. Mm-hmm. Because you're SD3 now, you're encouraged to lead a lot of the resuscitations, so you get to do a lot more. And especially on nights when you're paired with another reg, if they're running the shop floor, you will undoubtedly be in resource seeing all sick people. And because you've just done your anaesthetics in ICU, you're in that sweet spot where you're not scared of them. So yeah, it's, it's fun to get in resource and get your teeth stuck in. Yeah, it's nice to have those extra skills to draw on to give you that little mm-hmm. bit more confidence in dealing with sick patients. Yeah. And it also stops you having to worry about managing the department to the same extent. If you're paired with a more senior reg, so an HST level reg, then at least you get the opportunity to do the fun stuff and see the sick patients whilst they have the headache of actually managing the shop floor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's been the worst bit? Talk about good stuff. What's been the worst part of this year? You can tell me. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think starting at the children's was very daunting. Um, just finding your feet there. There's a, a lot to contend with, both getting used to being back in A&E, um, getting used to seeing children, and also getting used to running the department, mm-hmm. having people coming to you um, and the juniors seeking advice. So um, that was quite a challenging placement to start on, but um, felt a lot more comfortable towards the end of it. Um, Christmas. <laughs> I had no time off over Christmas and New Year's. I think, as much as I said that being in resource is really, really great, in the really busy periods you are relied on very heavily to pick up a lot of the slack. Um, and when other people are off over those sort of annual leave type heavy periods, um, it can feel like a lot doing resus. But having, I've not been to the children's hospital, but I think that would have been challenging for me had I gone. Yeah. Francis, what about you? I feel like the areas where I've found hardest or I've had to grow most, it's, it's like Scarlett talked before about giving advice, because I do find that hard. I'm very, I suppose when I approach a patient, I look at it my own way and ask my own questions and do my own exam and think about it and then trying to adapt that to somebody else and c- coming and giving you their structure, I find that very difficult. And there have been times where I've found I got too involved and almost had to go back to the start and do it all myself because I find it very hard to take other people's point of view or input in and turn that into advice. So that's been the worst part for me, trying to get over that hurdle and get better at yeah, advice. Even though we're taught what you would think would lead to the same structure throughout mm-hmm. medical school, we actually all see patients slightly differently. Mm-hmm and juniors will present patients to you in a different manner to how you might necessarily assess the patient yourself. Mm-hmm. So uh, taking the pertinent information and adapting it to your own structure in your head can be quite mm-hmm. hard to get your head around, and sometimes it does just feel easier going in and seeing those patients almost from scratch, doesn't it? I think so, and, and different people have different levels of, I suppose, risk that they accept, so they might come to you and, oh, I want to send this patient home because this, this and this, but then you have to pick up on the things in your head that I'm, I would want to know this, this and this. So it's all about adapting in those ways, I think. I mean, I've had some useful bits of advice about that. And I think one of the best pieces of advice I got for 
giving advice is find out first what the question is and then you can tailor everything to that and that really did help me that single piece of advice yeah and it helps you actually focus and listen mm. rather than switch off and daydream that that mm -hmm. would ever happen when somebody asks you for advice about a patient mm. okay Heather, you've touched on your placement at Royal Manchester Children's a little bit. So this is something that gives a lot of trainees an awful lot of anxiety and worry. So what, what can you tell them about it? Are there any tips that you can give that might make them feel a little bit better? Or should they be rightfully terrified about moving over <laughs> to kids? It is a big step up, definitely. The nursing staff are very experienced and think if you can get them on side that's a, a crucial thing um, they will be really good allies at that point um, they're also very experienced so it's great to be able to draw on, on them it, it does feel a little bit I think it does feel a lot less supported than you are previously used to so you have to get used to to that and uh, taking on that challenge but the specialties around the hospital uh, are also you know aware of that situation and probably more supportive and uh, more involved with the patients than they would be in adults which gives you some backup. Yeah I think we find that in kids that actually when you ask for help from other places mm -hmm. whether it be PICU or whether it be tertiary teams, surgeons or medical, help is often yeah. a lot easier to get hold of and to get them to come down to yeah. see kids in kids' resources. forthcoming with that, definitely. So what makes it feel less supported when you're in the department? So um, there are definitely fewer senior members of staff around, so um, overnight and at times through the days or evenings you will be the most senior person there. Um, fortunately there are usually more than one ST3 depending on um, the time of day so there's usually a friend to ask for advice if you need to um, or likewise the the peds medical and surgical regs uh, are a great source of advice as well um, obviously there are consultants at the other end of the phone if they're not present in the department but it's yeah it just feels a little bit more distant and another step up from what we've been used to previously yeah and that, I think, is the big anxiety about ST3, is that step up. Mm. I think the thing for our um, incoming ST3s to remember is that we expect it to be a little bit uncomfortable as a step <laughs> up into ST3. And so the consultants at the Children's Hospital will be expecting you to ask for advice about patients and won't expect you to know what you're doing in every situation because they acknowledge you've not done peds there at that level before and lots of people haven't done any paediatric stuff since they were in medical school mm -hmm. so it's not something that they expect you to hit the ground running with when you get there. So the other thing about ST3 that people are often anxious about is the portfolio. So the e-portfolio for this year is incredibly heavy and can be quite difficult to manage. How have you found the portfolio this year? To be honest, I've, I've found it okay. I think you just have to start putting stuff in it early and whenever you just have a, a mental list of what you need to get covered and ask for a workplace placed assessment whenever you see it. You just have to always have it in the back of your mind, I think. But I've never had problems getting people to look at stuff with me or fill things out, so it's actually been smooth, just as long as you keep on top of it, I think. Yeah, just being aware mm -hmm. of what you need to do. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree with Francis. Just print out the list of what the portfolio requirements are, make sure you have a good idea of what's on it, and then, as you see in cases, mm-hmm. just get people to review with you. But in terms of actually getting it completed, it's okay. You can use lots of Arkham Learning podcasts, mm-hmm. reflections to fill out spaces that you might have. I think as well, if you can get as much of your paediatrics done in your not the children's placement, that's helpful too. I've heard from other trainees it can be quite difficult to get assessments there just because there isn't always that senior around to assess you. So that's maybe something to know if you're going there last. Yeah, if you're leaving it to your last placement and your ALCP is actually in June, you've not got much time on a last placement to pick up mm-hmm. assessments when you're there. So the more that you've got done before that last rotation, the easier it will be to make sure everything is completed and signed off. I think it's easy to forget as well that the children's is only a four-month rotation. So by the time you've found your feet in the department, um, it's it runs away with you, so you need to be quite proactive with it. I think, um, like you guys were saying, the, because there isn't always somebody else senior on the shop floor, it can be a little more difficult to get your, your uh, assessment signed off. So I think it's important to be really proactive with them. Um, however, I think having approached the consultants for sign-offs, they're, they're very good at doing it, but it's just making sure that you take those opportunities. Yeah, so remember to ask and then you should be alright with it and make sure that you start early enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, I think finally I'm just going to ask you all if you could give one piece of advice, so your pearl of wisdom, to the incoming ST3s. So I would say uh, enjoy it and do as much as you can, because this is like that really nice time where you get to practice all the grown-up stuff, but you've still got proper grown-ups watching you and supporting you, so just to do as much of you as you can, I think. I found it a really fun year. Good. I'm just <laughs> because you've been with us for that year, I'm very glad to hear it, Francis. Um, I would say it's okay not to know everything and completely fine to ask for help. Don't expect you need to know everything. Um, but again, yeah, really enjoyable year. You'll learn lots. That'll be great. I think along a similar lines, use this as a, a good opportunity to build on the areas that you're, you're not confident on and do things like other courses, um, other academic things. To, to build up your knowledge because it's a great year for doing that and then from ST4 you, you're sort of you're doing it yourself so good chance to prepare for that. Fabulous thank you all very much for agreeing to do this with me today it's been a pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Stay safe everyone and bye for now. Don't <laughs> <laughs> be like did you ever watch Frasier? Frasier has now left the building.